I'm Stephen John Drew from Better Podcasting, a podcast about podcasting, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find fantastic geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Who are you? Hauk. Police Commissioner. Bob Hauk. Special Forces Unit, Texas Thunder. We heard of you too, Pliskin. Why are we talking? I have a deal for you. You received full pardon for every criminal action you've committed in the United States. It was an accident. About an hour ago, a small jet went down inside New York City. The president was on board. President of what? That's not funny, Pliskin. You go in, find the president, bring him out in 24 hours, and you're a free man. 24 hours, huh? I'm making you an offer. Bullshit. Straight, just like I said. I'll think about it. No time. Give me an answer. Get a new president. We're still at war, Pliskin. We need him alive. I don't give a fuck about your war. Or your president. Is that your answer? I'm thinking about it. Think hard. And welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week we review the film that takes a romp through 1997's Big Apple, if the Big Apple were rotten on the inside. So 1997's Big Apple, starring Kurt Russell, Adrian Barbeau, and Ernest Borgnine, it's 1981's Escape from New York. But first, he's the guy who likes to point at things and has hair that looks like it was combed with electricity. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm a little cold. A little cold. Uh, okay. I'm a little cold. So, um, it is, as we speak, 13 degrees outside. Okay. Um, feels like negative six. Okay. Well, right yeah. now here, it is negative 14. Feels mm-hmm. like negative 40. Okay. Well, see, you live <laughs> I win. way up north. Yes, you win, but you live way up north. I'm down south in Texas. It's not supposed to get this cold. It gets cold every once in a while down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at the forecast, though, I'm, I'm looking forward to next week uh, because on um, Wednesday, we'll be back up to 67. Nice. Very nice. Yes. Yes. Uh, we have to deal with the uh, freezing temperatures, um, well, till Christmas Eve. Um, let's see what's it gonna be here next wednesday uh high of 67 low of 57 so you know we're doing good Ooh, next wednesday wednesday it's gonna be a heat wave here high of 35 low of 29 oh nice yeah nice yeah so i'm dealing with that right now and to to top it all off uh i've got there's something wrong with my air conditioning system um it's hot upstairs, cold downstairs. Uh, yes, I know heat rises, um, but during the summer it's hot downstairs and cold upstairs. I have a zone problem. Yes, yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to get that. You have a at. multi-zone system. Yes, I have a multi-zone system. I've got, I got two. I got a zone controller um, and two dampeners, basically that uh, that you know are supposed to switch back and forth. I think the downstairs dampener is uh malfunctioning there's there's heat coming out um but it's kind of like a trickle oh well it's, have fun it's with like that. yeah it's it's like this it's like wait yeah. i didn't quite catch that could you do well, that again like, yeah yeah it's like instead of god damn i hate you <laughs> yeah yeah edit that shit out bitch Oh, I hate you so much. All right, you got any news for us this week? Hold on a second. I spittled on my uh, sock. There we go. All right. Yeah, yeah, I've got some news. Um, You know what? Let's let's start here with something that uh, just came out, uh, and this is sci-fi based. Holy crap! I I blew a little too hard, and I'm lightheaded now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
there is being an asshole. This is exclusive as of December 22nd, 2022. So this is like fresh news. And if, uh, if this show comes out when it's supposed to, it won't be near as stale as uh, some of the other news that I've done before uh, because you don't like to edit. Look, um, I was out of town last week. That's why yeah. this week's uh, Sadic and Sadis are coming out in the same week. It'll be this will come out next week, just like like it's supposed to. So, oh, okay, okay. Well, anyway, so an exclusive is that uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, okay, um, aka Huntress from uh, the Harley Quinn show, um, is playing Hera Syndulla. Um, on Star Wars Ahsoka. Uh, Hera Syndulla is a Twi'lek. Uh, she was the pilot of the ghost in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, for those that watched that show or didn't watch that show, you know, basically she's got tentacles. Well, so does Ahsoka. Um, yeah, these are different tentacles. Ahsoka's tentacles go... F- um, she's got Ahsoka's got three tentacles. Um, the, uh, Hera's only got two tentacles and she's green. And she doesn't have the horns. She's a Twi'lek. So she's like, uh, what, what was it? What's that guy's name? Um, uh, uh, it's um, Jabba the Hutt's um, translator or yeah, I don't second know. in command. Yeah, but it's that dude. Uh, that dude that, uh, yeah. Yeah, anyway. So, yeah. So that's cool. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm actually kind of excited for Ahsoka. Um, I think it, I, I'm interested in it. Not might also be because I binge watched Rebels. Yeah, I haven't like, seen Rebels. Like, Don't care. Yeah, it's not really that bad. Uh, it's it's pretty decent. All right, moving on. Um, do you want uh, tab two, three, or four? <laughs> uh, let's let's live dangerously. Let's go tab four. Oh, you struck out. So, tab four says, um, Invincible Season 2 is coming to Prime Video in 2023. So Jeez, it took them long the, enough. Right? So, they're making a Season 2 of uh, uh, Invincible. Invincible is an uh, adaptation of Robert Kirkman's comic book. Um, supposedly, Season 1 was um, really good. I haven't watched it yet. Um, but, uh, it came out in 2021, March of 2021. So it's like two years in the making. Um, yeah. Oh, and it was uh, renewed for series, uh, season three already. So there'll be a third season. Okay. Will it take two years to do season three? I don't know. Uh, but it's taken two years to get uh, season two. We don't know when we just know 2023. Okay that's that's all that's all i got on that all right you got two more um two or two or three let's go two. Oh, okay yeah that's fine um there is a borg star trek show in development oh my god why Nobody i don't know but this borg. but this comes from their trusted and proven sources oh for fuck's sake is it cbr uh n- or we yeah, got this covered no no it's it's gfr Oh God! This is this giant is giant freaking, freaking robot. Yep, Jesus yep, your favorite. Um, so yeah, we don't know. Uh, they don't know if it's um, if the Borg are going to be a villain or if they're going to be the heroes of the show or whatever. You know, because we have that whole Girardi Borg Girardi thing happening in Picard. Um, so there isn't really any details. It's just that it is in development. We'll we'll see what happens. My guess is it'll be something. Um, uh, it'll be something after sometime after uh, Picard season three, uh, you know, and maybe a seven of nine series. Gotcha. So, yay! I'm not looking forward to a Borg series. I just don't care. Yeah, because apparently, uh, you know, there was a, a solo series for seven of nine um, that was in development. So, not sure if that that is the Borg series that they're talking about or or. It's a completely separate series, but, you know, we'll see. All right. Well, let's go number three. 
Number three. So this one is, uh, you know, they're doing a mummy reboot, right? No, Did I didn't you know, know that? that. Yeah, yeah. So they're going to reboot the mummy. Um, it looks like uh, it is going to be the uh, Brendan Fraser uh, mummy. Um, I don't know if they're going to, uh, if it's a reboot or like a sequel or something like that, but they're going back to that particular thing or that particular um, universe. Uh, and uh, Rachel Weiss is uh, returning for it. So, as the yeah. same character? Uh, it just says that Rachel Weiss is signed on to return for the Mummy reboot. There isn't. Uh, uh, there isn't any news on whether Brendan Fraser uh, is coming back. I mean, I kind of hope that he does, um, you know, and maybe this will be kind of like a pass the torch to one of the O'Connell kids or something like that. So it'd be more uh, of a revival rather than a yeah, reboot. Yeah, they're calling it a reboot because, uh, you know, they. Tr- I, I'm guessing they're calling it a reboot because they tried to reboot it with Tom Cruise and f- flopped hard. Um, so they're like, okay, we're going to reboot the reboot and go back to our old boot and uh, kick off the dancing shoes and uh, hit the dance floor running um, and do a boot scoot and boogie. God. Do you have a bet with somebody that you have to fill in like certain phrases or words? <laughs> No, no. Um, I'm just okay. in rare. Fo- I'm in rare form <laughs> that today. Apparently, that would have just that would have made that a lot better. <laughs> well, I'm just I'm trying to help out those guys with their bingo cards. All right, because uh, I don't I don't know where that came from. Um, I kind of surprised myself with that one, but I, I ran with it. Uh, I wanted to see how many boots I could get into the, uh, how many boots and shoes I could get into that. I, you know, I forgot about flip flops and, uh, you know, uh, sand between your toes. Uh, but I didn't want to bring up sand. Um, cause God damn it. Of course. And it gets everywhere. That doesn't count because you did it all yourself. So I did. I did. I'm sorry. God damn uh, it. I apologize. So, uh, but you know, honestly, I am, I'm okay with them going back to the O'Connell one and, and bringing back Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss. I, I enjoyed them. Um, overall, I enjoyed them. Uh, you know, it had some, it had some rough stuff. Uh, we're not going to mention, uh, the rock. Well, yeah, um, I mean, it had Brendan Fraser in it, so of yeah. course it was going to be rough. I mean, anything with oh. Brendan Fraser is going to be rough. Oh, you're, you're, you're so harsh. Leave Am I? Yeah, uh, you know, I think, I think you're uh, name one good movie with him in it. The whale. What? The whale. The whale. The whale. It just came out uh, this past year. Um, oh, I haven't he seen has, it. He has gotten huge accolades about it, uh, and uh, you, you know, he like like uh embiggened himself you know he's he was like a big old fatty mcfat fat uh for this role um and did it's a guy that has like agoraphobia or something like that i believe i haven't seen it myself uh but like when it first came out that's that's all my news feed was about was the way brendan fraser's back yeah, best okay. thing he's okay. ever done name a, name two movies that he was good in before he was back uh the mummy no. And uh, George of the Jungle. No. Encino Man. No. Um, Bedazzled. No. Um, um, what else has he been in? Uh, he was... Uh, You've already struck out. Brendan. Hold on. Brendan, Brendan Fraser. Uh, come on, Wikipedia. Don't fail me now. <clears throat> oh, Journey to the... S- was he in Journey to the Center of the Earth? Maybe. No. I don't know. Uh, the Mummy 2. No. Um, how about... Uh, well, look, come on. He won the, uh, he, he won the uh, Gotham Awards in the Hollywood Film Festival for a movie called Crash. Crash? He um, was in Crash? Apparently he was in Crash, yeah. 
I don't, I don't know. Didn't realize he was in Crash. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So he won, uh, let's see, uh, Tribute Awards. He won for The Whale. Uh, shoot, he won the Black Film uh, Critics Circle Awards for Best Actor for The Whale. Uh, New Mexico Film Critics Award for Best Actor for The Whale. Uh, St. Louis Gateway Film Critics Association Best Actor. Um, Wait, which crash was he in? I don't know. It just says crash. It doesn't give a, a year? Uh, t- 2005. Okay, so he would have been in the 2004 version. Crash. Let's see crash, him. Crash. Oh, yeah, I guess he was. Yeah, he was Dick, District Attorney Rick Cabot. Um, oh, Looney Tunes back in action. He was good in that one. You've never even seen that one. Monkey Bone. Monkey Bone was pretty good. <laughs> Dudley Do Right. No. He was just good stop. in that one. Just stop. Glory Days. God damn. Are you ready for a pod crawl? The Scout. Oh, The Scout was actually pretty good. Did you ever watch that one? No. Oh, that's a baseball movie. Again, it's got Brendan Fraser. I've, I've learned that I don't watch Brendan Fraser films. Well, I can't help it if you suck. It had Albert Brooks in it. I mean, does that does that help? No. Are you ready for a pod crawl? Uh, yeah. I mean, I could keep going. Line of Descent. God, David, I hate you. Let's do this. We can call it. I don't know. Say a pod. Crawl? The pod crawl! Pod crawl! Pod crawl! Pod crawl! Excellent! Inserted D! Pod crawl! Kind of like a space suppository full of information. It's time to laugh at my idiot AI friends as they try and describe Snake Plissken's adventures through the Big Apple. The year is 1997, and the world has become a chaotic wasteland, leaving Manhattan Island as the only remaining inhabitable city. However, it isn't long before crime takes over and the President of the United States is taken hostage by a notorious criminal mastermind known as the Duke of New York. In order to save him and restore peace to what's left of civilization, an ex-soldier named Snake Plissken, Kurt Russell, is sent into Manhattan with just 24 hours to complete his mission. With time running out, Snake must battle his way through hordes of criminals in order to find the Duke's hideout. Along the way, he meets an array of colorful characters including Cabby, Ernest Borgnine, Brain, Harry Dean Stanton, Maggie, Adrian Barbo, and Harold Hollywood Hawk, Lee Van Cleef. No. Snake eventually finds himself at a wild party thrown by the Duke where he discovers that not only does he have to rescue the President but also recover a mysterious weapon from inside one of his henchmen's safes. With mere minutes left on the clock before Manhattan becomes completely destroyed by nuclear explosion, Snake must use all his skills as an adventurer in order for him and everyone else to escape from New York. In the not-so-distant future, a massive wall is built around the island of Manhattan and it becomes a maximum security prison. Snake Plissken, Kurt Russell, is an ex-soldier who has been sentenced to life in New York for attempting to rob the Federal Reserve Bank. With no hope of escape, he must find a way out or face certain death. No. Meanwhile, Air Force One crash lands inside New York with President of the United States on board. The President has become a political prisoner and only Snake can rescue him before time runs out. Armed with his trusty shotgun and attitude, Snake sets what? off on an epic adventure through this post-apocalyptic city full of criminals and cannibals alike. Along his journey, he meets some interesting characters such as Cabby, Ernest Borgnine, Brain, Harry Dean Stanton, and Maggie, Adrian Barbo. Together, they battle their way through hordes of crazed inmates while trying to survive long enough to find freedom from this sickening place called New York. Will Snake be able to save himself and the president? Will they ever make it back alive? Find out all these answers and more in Escape from New York, one wild ride that you won't soon forget. It's the year 1997 and Manhattan has been transformed into a maximum security prison. The president of the United States played by John Carpenter himself, is flying over New York City when his plane is hijacked and he is taken hostage inside the prison walls. Enter Snake Plissken, Kurt Russell, an ex-Special Forces soldier who was convicted of treason and now lives on a life sentence in the prison. He reluctantly accepts an offer from the government to rescue their leader, infiltrate Manhattan within 24 hours or be executed for his crime. 
As if that wasn't enough pressure, it turns out that all of New York City has become infested with mutated sewer rats as large as cats. Really? Snake must battle against time, enemies both human and rodent alike, <laughs> as well as fight off hordes of crazed inmates while trying to locate the president before it's too late. Along his journey, he meets up with cabbie, Ernest Borgnine, a former cab driver who still drives around town despite its current state, Brain, Harry Dean Stanton, an eccentric mechanic whose inventions help Snake throughout his mission, Maggie Adrian no. Barbo, another inmate who assists him in navigating through dangerous territory, and the Duke, okay. Isaac Hayes, ruler of this lawless land determined to keep Snake from escaping alive. Will Snake make it out alive? Will he save the president? Or will they both be left behind in this wild world ruled by chaos? Tune in to escape from New York to find out. <laughs> All right. So huh. 1981's uh, Escape from New York. Classic uh, sci-fi movie. I, from it's a, it's a classic John Carpenter movie. One of his I, earlier I think, ones. I don't think the AI watched the same movies we did. No, I don't, I don't think so either. I th- I'm pretty sure the AI is just basically phoning it in. They probably... Uh, they probably read the Cliff's Notes version, the first and last page of the Cliff's Notes version, and just filled in the rest. Yeah, it, uh, you know, you need to you need to bring the British chick back. <laughs> Do I? Yeah, she was she was a lot smarter. Well, I, these, yeah. these fill ins are like shit. <laughs> uh, so, Escape from New York. Have you seen this before? Yeah, okay. yeah i've I've seen I've seen both of them. Uh, it's been a while since I saw them, but I have seen them. Yes. Okay. Uh, so what do you, what do you think? Uh, which time? Well, I mean, okay. So the first time, when, what, what were you doing or when did you see it the first time? Um, I don't know. I really don't. I don't, uh, my guess, my guess is that I saw it when I worked at Blockbuster. Uh, Block when I was working at Blockbuster in the uh, late '90s, early 2000s. Because uh, well, actually, it wouldn't have even been the '90s. It would have been in 2000 because uh, I started working there after I graduated high school. Um, fun fact. Yeah, there you go. Um, I when I was working there, I was you know I got free movies every week, uh, so that is when I started hitting like the action, you know, the action section and that kind of stuff just to try to get my five free movies a week. Right. Uh, you know, outside of any new releases that interested me. Um, so I'm thinking this is when I saw it. So I was probably 19, 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there. Um, I don't remember this one as much as I have a faint recollection of Escape from L.A. Um, I didn't remember a bunch of this. There was pieces that I remembered. Um, and it's probably a good thing that I didn't remember much of this. Um, <laughs> Why? <sighs> Look, I, I get why it's sci-fi. I get why it's on the list, right? I understand that. You know, it's it's a dystopian thing. We've talked about that with like Mad Max and all that kind of bullshit. Sure. I get that. Um, you, you know, but this is this is a I'm going to call it a classic '80s movie um, action movie, and I'm putting air quotes right now um, in that. Not a lot of action, but a lot of scenes of people walking down hallways. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a ton of action in this movie. This this was, I think there was just enough. I, I think it turned, It was one of those things where John Carpenter went, all right, I need to have 26 minutes minimum of action fighting type stuff to be classified as an action movie. Just to hedge my bets, I'm going to do 26 and a half minutes <laughs> to make sure that it happens. Right, right. Because the, there really, there really, there wasn't much, and what there was, wasn't good. It, it Like, the whole wrestling scene was terrible. Wrestling scene? 
Yeah, the 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 death match in the oh 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 yeah the, the boxing the, ring the, the the yeah the fight in the ring they weren't yeah. really wrestling they I were, know but it was it was a wrestling it was a wrestling ring is what I equated it to um you, you know but it yeah that yeah that wasn't good I mean it was so, it was okay this is this wasn't a this wasn't a big budget movie. By five million, wasn't it, or something like that? Um, six million. That oh, was close. But I mean, even back then, six million wasn't just a ton of money. I mean, I guess that was fairly large budget. Uh, yeah, I would say I would yeah. say this is probably a medium budget. What did uh, What did we watch? We just watched something recently. Oh, oh yeah, it was Fantastic Four. Um, <laughs> yeah, that had a one million dollar. That had budget, a w- one million dollar budget, and at least they they could put in um, some uh, slightly more fast paced uh, fighting scenes. No, really? they weren't good. They weren't good either. But you know, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's not compare it to Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, but uh, oh oh, spoiler, everyone. Um, yeah, Fantastic Four comes out next week. Which they should already know that by now because Deadpool will have released. Right. Let's see what happened. This. Or let, let's see some other films from 1981 and see what their budgets were. Okay. So, Me. films in 1981. American films, 1981. So, we had Raiders of the Lost Ark that year. Uh, so these are the top 10 Raiders, of the lost Ark on golden pond, Superman Two, Arthur stripes, cannonball run chariots of fire or your eyes only four seasons and time bandits. So let's go with time bandits. That seems like it would be about the same kind of budget. Okay. Time bandits was a pretty good movie. It sounds like time travel. Is it on the list? Um, yes, actually, I think it is. Okay. I don't even know what it's about, but you had me at time. It's, uh, well, this may not be on the list. Let me see. It may not qualify because it's not, it's not really sci-fi. The time travel is more fantasy. Oh, man. Because I'm all about anything with time in the, in the, um, the, uh, title, you know, hot tub time machine. Time Travel's Wife. Um, no, it's adventure time. comedy fantasy. It's a Terry Gilliam film. Now, I think About Brazil time. is on the list. Time Lapse. Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Right, yeah. Brazil's on the list, or should be on the list. Um, let's see, Somewhere in Time. Oh, the land before time. You can stop. Swing time. You can stop. All right. So, Time Bandits had a five million dollar budget. Once so, upon okay, a time, I guess in America. I guess. Uh, I guess Escape from New York would have been a decently budgeted film. Let's see. So oh, wait, we had uh, we had Raiders on. of the time, Lost Ark. Time Bandits. What about it, dude? Six dwarves emerge from a closet. If eleven twenty two sixty three is considered sci-fi and it had a fucking closet, time bandits can go on the list. I don't think that that's how that works. No, that is how it works. I don't think that's how that works. So Come Raiders on. Raiders had a twenty million dollar budget. So. Escape from New York wasn't like a blockbuster film budget. It was more like a medium kind of action budget. Yeah. And I mean, it don't, don't get me wrong. It did. It did decent. I mean, 25 million box office. So yeah, I mean, it, it was, made its it money was back. Consider, yeah. It was considered a success. Um, Superman two also had like a $54 million budget. So yeah, it wasn't blockbuster yeah. budget size but it was it was a decent budget yeah so i'm curious um because i kind of thought i was thinking about this during the during the movie how much would it cost to put a 50 foot wall 
around Manhattan? Oh, fuck. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, in 1981 dollars or? Well, I, or no, they, I, I think they did that in 1988, did, right? Yeah, in $88. Yeah. And I, I tried to look it up, but I couldn't find anything because that was really the closest thing they like put in there was a seawall around Manhattan would cost $119 billion. Okay, so you figure now. a seawall is probably about, what, 10 feet high? Yeah, but that's this th- that's uh, $2020 uh, dollars. Okay, well, we can convert $2020 dollars to $1988. Dollars. How much did okay. you say? Uh, they uh, This article suggested uh, the, the cores uh, estimated uh, $119 billion. And it says it could defend New York. Uh, doesn't say just straight up Manhattan, but let's. It's a oh god, and it's only um six mile long, six miles long. I don't. Wow. Yeah. So okay. So let's say you said how much? One hundred nineteen billion. One hundred nineteen billion, and we'll multiply that by five. Just as an estimate to get 30 miles or so. Yeah. Okay. Well, you said there was a seawall around Manhattan that would be 119 billion. So we figured the walls around Manhattan, it's about 10 feet tall. If we want it 50 feet tall, we'll multiply that by five. That's probably uh, not quite super accurate, but it'll be accurate enough for our purposes. So Mm -hmm. 119. Times five is going to be five hundred ninety-five billion. So five hundred ninety-five in nineteen eighty-eight dollars would be uh, about two hundred and thirty-seven billion dollars. Oh hell, do it today! Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. It's a drop in the bucket. Yeah. So $237 billion in 1988. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had a few problems. Did you? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, it, one of them was the, the, the severe lack of action um, in something that I get. I bet you if you watch the uh, trailer for this, that would be you know, um, claimed as being an action film, uh, but serious lack of action. Um, but you know, the other, the other couple things that I had, um, yeah. So snake gets injected. Yep. Um, with 22 hours. Yep. Right. It's got 22 hours on the clock. And it's kind of convenient that the, pills or the, the, the things that they injected them with would break down in exactly the same amount of time as when the, the conference or the, the summit would start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's kind of convenient. It is. Yeah. Yeah. What's even, what's even more convenient is that, you know, they got to go save the president and they have a way to get in, but you know, it takes two hours to get geared up. All right. So he gets injected with 22 hours and has to sit around for two hours while they fuel the glider. Well, it's a jet powered glider, right? That's what they kept saying. A jet glider. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck is a jet glider? I, I don't know. And if it was jet powered, why did it have to get pulled by a prop plane? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is it just a glider? Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing was, as I really, was that a 357 with a scope on it? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Last time I checked, there's a, there's just a slight kick when you shoot that gun. Well, and there's also only six bullets. Look, it's an extended magazine. I understand. <laughs> an extended um, magazine in a revolver. You're right. Yeah. I didn't well, think about that. Well, I mean, come on. I mean, he had an Uzi that never ran out of bullets. <laughs> That's true. 
with a big ass, uh, what I could only guess was supposed to be a silencer, but the special effects sound was not silenced. So, oh, I think sure that was fairly accurate to what a silenced Mac Uzi 10 would sound. No, it wasn't an Uzi. Oh, uh, okay. It was something else. Yeah, I, I believe okay. that was a Mac 10. Okay, well, whatever. It was still pretty loud. Um, yeah, so few few quabbles there, but uh, I mean, it was, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't watch this again. <laughs> no? <laughs> no, I mean, I forgot what it was like when I watched it the first time. And I, but now that I've watched it, I, I do recall that I wasn't thoroughly impressed. Um, I don't understand other than the fact that it got some strange cult following for, for whatever reason. Um, but I don't understand why, uh, 16 years later, they or 15 years later, they decided to make a sequel. Um, but they did, um, I actually think the sequel is better than this. I do remember I do. more about the sequel than I this do movie. Too. Yeah, I do too. However, um, I d- just quickly looking, um, it it's good to see that they made the same mon- uh, amount of money at the box office with the sequel as they did with the first one, and spent um, ten times as much money on the budget. Yeah, fifty fifty million dollar budget against a twenty five point five million dollar box office. Yeah, and yeah. they're gonna reboot it apparently. Yeah, I've seen seen rumors of that. I don't yeah. know why they would reboot this. I think uh, I think John Carpenter would not be. I don't think John Carpenter would be fond of them rebooting this. Yeah, I I guess I don't. I don't know. Maybe it'll be better. Who knows? Yep. But we're not talking about escape from LA. We're talking about escape from Manhattan, not New York, Manhattan. Yeah. You got to wonder, I mean, are the other boroughs still, you know, people still live in the other boroughs. Do you think? I don't know, but let's, let's do, I'm not going to say let's do some math, but let's do some high level figuring here okay um actually you know what let's just i am going to do some quick math uh, uh american crime rate oh yeah 1988 let's just say 88 we're going to say 88 because that's when the wall was done crime in uh let's see um Well, you have to you have to talk about which crime rate you're talking about too. Is well, it violent it seems crime? Like violent it- crimes. Okay, so the report says that there um, there's 1.5 million violent crimes in uh, in 1988. Okay, so uh, 12.3 million property crime uh, crimes. Well, let's um, let's just look at violent, violent crime. crime. So 1.5 million violent crime. 1.5 million times four times four would be 60 million violent instances of violent crime. So 60, six, million, six million, sorry, six, six million. million. I was going to, I, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to question your math, but six million, you know, um, six million. All right. So let's, let's now look at, uh, population of Manhattan. Population of Manhattan right now in 2020, three, four million, one point six two nine million in 2020. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's it in Manhattan. So you're telling me in 2020, we've had population boom, booms, and all that kind of good stuff compared to what they thought would possibly happen. But you're telling me that in 1997, there is supposedly. Six million people in Manhattan. Six million in- inmates. It seemed po- a little desolate or a little exactly. unpopulated to have that's, six million people in Manhattan what, at that time. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Is and I was thinking of this during that. I'm like, you know, I'm like, all right, four hundred percent. All right, that's that's a huge jump. Um, and if it's 
all violent crime in the U.S., that's a lot of people to shove into Manhattan. Yeah. And then so they show Manhattan. In 1990, Manhattan had one point, uh, about 1.5 million. In 1980, it had just a, a, like a little over 1.4 million. And in 2020, it's only at like 1.7 million. So. So, so Manhattan isn't, it doesn't have a big thing. Uh, Brooklyn has 2.5 million. Right. In 2020. So Manhattan isn't, isn't the big place. You know, Manhattan's mostly, um, uh, office well, buildings, right? Yeah, it's it's high rises. It's right. it's on an island. I mean, there's not right. just a ton of square kilometers on in Manhattan. So, what the, what the hell is a kilometer? Uh, let me. Sorry, let me put it in freedom units. So, square miles. Thank um, you, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> square kilometers. Are you trying to like get some more Canadian uh, listeners? No, I I can't speak oh, that would Canadian, be, so that'd be <laughs> we'd have to tell uh, uh, let them know how many square m- mooses, mises, yeah, Moose. square meese, square meese. That is, yeah, yeah. Is there a conversion factor for that? I don't know. I don't know what the what the mile to meese conversion is. Well, see, that's the thing. You have to go from mile to kilometer and then from kilometer, kilometer to meese. No, no, no. You skipped one. Kilometer to maple syrup, maple syrup to meese. Oh, oh, oh yeah. 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 It's, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of a conver- a lot of conversions in there. Yeah. You can't just do it one way. Um, but anyway, so that's, I, you know, you would think that with a with a with a with a plane crash, um, you, you know they would have squished at least one or two inmates, um, right? But they didn't, and frankly, the plane crash looked pretty pathetic. Yeah, yeah. It was, there was no fireball. Um, and and to top it off, all right. So so they didn't show the plane crash on screen. They showed the plane crash on a computer. Right. Right. But I mean, there was no fu- there was not huge amounts of shit. The, the fuel alone would like be an inferno, right? Um, but they show, and they didn't even show the crash on the computer. That was supposedly the uh, escape pod crashing, which smacked into a wall, smacked into a building, and collapsed a whole corner of a building, and didn't come out with a scratch. Yeah, why did he get out of the escape pod? He should have just sat his ass in the the escape pod. Yeah, and why and how was he kidnapped so quickly? Because it's like it crashed. They got in choppers and flew over there. Well, but they didn't get very far. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, they'd already said, okay, yeah. So they met them and said, yeah, leave or or we kill them. Or die. Yeah, right. So, I mean, he had already already been captured. Of course, we don't know how long it, yeah, we don't know how long it took them to get the choppers over there. I mean, it was two hours before they could get Pliskin over there. So they may have had some, like, coffee and donuts before they flew over there in their choppers. Yeah. May have done some macrame. Right. Played right. a little Scrabble. Yeah. 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 We're not yeah, sure exactly how long it took them. But we do know that uh, he was able to get from wherever the hell he was, wherever Snake was during the um, uh, deathmatch fight. Uh, he was able to get there all the way up to the top of the World Trade Center in like 30 minutes. Or an hour or whatever. That was, he was fast. Yeah. Yeah. When he needed to be. So Manhattan, in terms of total land area, is 22.83 square miles. Or if you want to do it in in non-freedom units, it's like 59 kilometers, 59 square kilometers. For comparison... Um, we'll look at, uh, your hometown and that has 347 square miles of land area. Wait, which, uh, which hometown are you doing? Fort Worth. Okay. Technically I am in Fort Worth. Yes. Technically you are in Fort Worth. I am. I am South Fort Worth. Just barely. Half a mile down, and you're in a different city. 
And then half a mile further, you're back in Fort Worth. Well, yeah, because Fort Worth just annexes shit whenever they can. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So yeah, that's that's uh that's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And the population they have about seven, eight hundred thousand more people. In Manhattan? Yes. Okay. Well, we like our space. We have these cool things down here. Um, I, kn- I know it's going to be a foreign concept to some people, but we have these cool things. It's called backyards. <laughs> right, right. Front yards. We have grass. Go figure. Go figure. So, yeah, but, six, six million people, six million mm-hmm. inmates, if, if they're incarcerating everybody who did violent crime, and if violent crime was four times the rate, because this is this is the only prison they said for the entire country, right? Uh yeah, for violent offenders. Yeah. So this is this is the only prison in the entire country. And, this is where all the violent offenders are getting shipped now. And and we're not even cons- uh uh taking into consideration that it is a life imprisonment. Right. Yeah. So it's gonna it, it, well Apparently, they have their own population control with the cannibals that live in the sewers. But, you know, the cannibals that lived in the sewers were always there. So, Cabby said that he had been driving that same car for like 30 years, right? Right, right. So, apparently, he lived there before it was a prison. (laughs) Decided to stick around. And either decided to stick around because, ah, fuck it, or, you know did something violent and got thrown into prison where he lived. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Maybe he saw, um, a niche market. Um, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know why he would decide to stick around. Yeah. Other I don't know. If either. he got, uh, other than if he got put in prison, I don't know. He ran over somebody. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. All right, so what else? Um I mean it was it's it's an okay film. This is this is the film that kind of put Kurt Russell on the action hero map, right? Mm-hmm. So after this film, uh he started getting a lot more action uh hero gigs, but he also started I mean this was this was kind of his gateway into better movies as well. Because if you look at the movies that he was a child star. Right, right. Um, yeah. He did a lot of movies with Disney. He did a lot of movies as just a, a kid uh, in general. Mm-hmm. So uh, he was in some Westerns. Uh, he was in Guns of Diablo. Um, he did his Disney uh, era. So like Charlie and the Angel. Um, Follow me, boys. Um, yeah, which is a, which is a uh, Mosby's Marauders. Yeah, so he did some he did some Disney stuff, and then uh, he moved into you know adult roles. Uh, right. The Escape from New York. Before that, he wasn't in really anything other than his child star roles that I really recognize. Yeah. Um he had Tequila Sunrise after that. Big Trouble Little China. Oh yeah, Big Trouble in Little China was also uh, you know, a big action film and and that right. was a really really good movie. I really enjoyed yeah. that one. Oh, that The one Thing. Was good. So he did The Thing shortly after this. So the next year oh, he yeah. did The Thing and The Thing is such a fucking phenomenal movie. Yeah. And he did an excellent job in the thing. So he, Kurt Russell's performance in this was okay, but he played off this don't give a shit um, kind of, I, I can't really even describe the character. This it, It's just this I don't give two shits kind of action character. He, he, he played that really hard, and it, it was distracting every once in a while the way that he was playing it. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't care, but then he cared, right? And that's mm-hmm. the, like it's like okay, 
which direction are you going? I'm, I'm hard and uncaring, but uh, oh yeah. my God, I got to save you. Yeah. So he did escape from New York. He did the thing. That was really good. Um, Big Trouble in Little China. Of course, he's known for Overboard 2, uh, Tequila mm-hmm. Sunrise. Tango and Cash was was a decent movie. Backdraft yeah. was a really good movie. <laughs> Captain Ron, I forgot about that. Uh, Tombstone. Tombstone is an excellent fucking western. One of yeah, my yeah. one of my favorite westerns. Um, he was in Forrest Gump. What? Oh yeah, he was the voice of Elvis Presley in Forrest Gump. Apparently, oh that's right because he he uh, does Elvis Presley impersonations. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, yeah. Stargate. Stargate was a good yeah, movie. Yeah, we've yeah. we've Stargate. covered it on this show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And then he did Escape from L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vanilla Sky. He was in Vanilla Sky. I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't. I never watched that one. Yeah. Uh, dark Dark Blue was uh, was an okay one. Crime, little crime. Th- I haven't uh, seen that one. Crime thriller. Uh, he went back to his. Uh, he went back to. It wasn't technically uh, Disney, but uh, you know. Did Sky High. <laughs> okay. You know, which was... We'll, well, which we'll was forgive him by, that. Yeah. I mean, it was written by the people that did like Kim Possible and all that, which was Disney. So... Yeah. yeah we'll we'll yeah. forgive him that. Death Proof. Death Proof. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Yeah. I need to. Because it's, it's... Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, you know, hey? Yeah. Oh, and The Hateful Eight. Yeah. Oh, Hateful Eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, The Hateful Eight is an excellent, excellent movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he did that. Mm-hmm. He was the narrator. Um, and uh, F9. He was in... F- Furious. Oh, that's, that's right, F- that's right, that's right. Yeah. yeah. He was he's the... A- he's the CIA uh, director, right? Yep, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, he's in 7, 8, and 9. Yeah, so, I mean, this yeah. was this was a stepping stone for him. Put them yeah, on the map. Yeah. Got them better roles. Yeah. Now, I just wanted because I, oh, man, I, I didn't realize this until I watched this movie um, because I, I really haven't seen a lot of Kirk Rus- Kurt Russell's early stuff. Um, you know, and the stuff that I have seen, I saw like years ago, but, dude. Wyatt Russell is like a spitting image of Kurt Russell when he was younger. Really? Yeah, Wyatt Russell. Uh, he he was uh, he was in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He was the new Captain America. Right. That's Wyatt Russell. That's Wyatt Russell. Is that that's that's why Wyatt Russell played, uh, you know, the agent guy, the, yeah, the yeah. Cap, new, new Captain America. He does right. not look like Kurt Russell. Yes, he did. Yes, no, he, he does. At certain, at certain angles, you could see it. You're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. No. Man, Kurt Russell as a younger guy. Yes, dude. Yeah. You just, you just didn't see it. I just, I noticed it. I know. I honestly, I didn't know that was his name. And if you had asked, I wouldn't have said that that was Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell's kid. Oh well, it is. <laughs> yeah, I it up, didn't you? <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, I honestly no, I had saw, no idea. I I saw it, you know, and I, I, I it, it's more like from the side from side shots. There, like when they were doing side shots of uh, of uh, Kurt Russell in my mind. I was picturing a Captain America helmet on him. I'm like, yep, dude, that's it. That's it. He just needs a shield and a damn gun, and we're we're set to go. You yeah, know? no, I would have never. Yeah, yeah. Now I would have never have put back. that two and two and two together. Yeah, you're no. gonna have to go back and watch it. All right. I, well, no, I'm not gonna go back and watch it. I may look at some screenshots, but no, I'm not gonna no, watch that. No, no, we'll sit here and wait. He was in Cowboys and Aliens. Kurt Russell was? No. Wyatt Russell. Wyatt Russell was? I, apparently, I guess. I don't, yeah, I don't remember that. I don't either. Interesting. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have he I mean, 
kind of looks like him from the nose down. Yeah, it's very I don't much, see it's where, very much I mean, in the jaw. It's very much in the nose jaw area. Yeah. Is where you can see the resemblance. I don't see where Goldie Hawn comes into play, but maybe in the, the eyes gold, a little the, bit. And the, the, and the, the hair. Gold, yeah, the hair the color. Hair. Yeah. yeah, the golden hair. But yeah. Interesting. Yeah. No, I just. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't have. Okay. I wouldn't have. I'll, I wouldn't have called yeah. that. Well, you know, I did. Good on you. All right. Final thoughts. Um, I'm not. I don't want to watch L.A. now. Why? L.A. is a better not, movie. It is. But let's 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 do something else instead for a little bit. Are you sure? Yeah. Just long enough for me to forget about this. Um, I mean, if you pick it, we have to do it, right? I swear if it comes up next because you forced the issue where the heads will roll. I wouldn't do that. Okay. Everything's above board. Everything will be above board. Will be. Will be. Well, we sure. have, we have, we're not doing it yet, so. Not yet. Not yet. No, I mean, it was, yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't impressed. It's an okay film. I mean, it's, it's not, not something yeah. I would rush out to go watch ever again, but yeah. It's it's I I am not going to stop channel surfing to watch it. John Carpenter's uh music in this film really sucked a lot. Oh my god. Dude, it was, was like somebody found the uh found the synthesizer beat on their keyboard. I'm telling you, that's <laughs> all it was. Just picking around the beat as it went along. Bum, bum. Yeah, it's like it's like they had a Casio keyboard yeah. and they were using the built-in uh, music functions. Yeah, yeah, it was. Like, not let's great. do music function one and see what it. Ooh, I it like was it. not great. Yeah, right, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, the music sucked. All terrible. right, you got a haiku for us this week. I do. This one is titled "No Escape." Eighties synth music, infinite ammo, Uzi. Acting not that great. Nice. I had to count that last one because it was. It's good. <laughs> That's good. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. It, and and really, it it really showed during that fight in the uh, boxing ring. Yeah, the that choreography was, wasn't great, but it was it was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. All right. For somebody that's a, a uh, and, and here, here's, here's my problem. The guy was supposed to be some sort of decorated, like, not Navy SEAL, but, you know, a decorated. He's a special um, forces. Yeah. Special forces guy, right? Hand-to-hand combat training, all that kind of fun stuff. He got his ass handed to him if he didn't have a gun on him. Well, I mean, when he first got there and and got jumped by those guys in that building, he did okay. Yeah, he did okay. But then after that, it was all done. He got the arrow in the leg and it's like, uh, you know, um, all of a sudden he sucked. Well, you might suck too with an arrow in the leg. I still had the gun. With infinite bullets. Uh, I guess that's true. Yeah. All right. You got any awards this week? Yes, um, only three. Only three? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, who's got your uh, head lush? Well, as luck would have it, um, that's the one I don't have. Because <laughs> I didn't really see anybody drinking. Um, so it's going to go to... Do- um, Richard no. Dawson. Richard Dawson. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not Doc Cottle. It's Starbuck. Who was Starbuck? Richard Dawson. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I didn't see anybody drinking I, either, I, which I is kind of weird. No. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so mine will go to uh, Richard Dawson as well. well. You, you know, they could they could make steam cars, and uh, a few people had gas, but they didn't know how to make bathtub hooch. Right. Yeah. All right, who's got your uh, black lung? Uh, I'm giving it to Snake. Yep, Snake gets mine too. Yep, yep. He always had, always found himself a cigarette. Yep, yep. All right, um, player. 
So I'm going to give this one to Brain, uh, mostly because he got the he had a girl, he had himself a girl. Uh, but on top of that, he was able to get the girl to die for him, and the most gruesome death possible. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty sick. There was a lot more blood there than there should have been. Yeah. I mean, um, she, she got crushed, right? So if anything, she should have been like slumped over on the hood, not on the ground bleeding. Like, like all of her blood was on the ground. Right. Yeah. So mine is going to go to uh, the chock full of nuts girl. Now, wait. Wasn't your nickname in high school chock full of nuts? See, that's the only reason why you're giving that uh, <laughs> award is because you found out what my nickname in high school was and wanted to bring it up. <laughs> I am proud of that nickname. All right. Chock full of nuts is is the best nickname ever. Almost as good as your nickname of Lick my nuts. <laughs> no, that wasn't my nickname, but oh no, that's try. what you were known for. That was what you were known for, licking nuts. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> no, or, oh, uh, no, that was red. Your nickname was No Nuts McGee. That's what it was. Nice try. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the uh, chock full of nuts girl is going to get mine because just in the brief interaction that she had with Snake. And when she got pulled down under by the cannibals, he he like tried to help her. He he was very protective of her. So there was something about care. her that that uh, that snake who doesn't care about anything or anyone actually it, it touched him touched him deep touched him in his heart and he wanted to to save her. So I, I think when it cut over to to show the dudes running through the thing, she was touching him somewhere else. <laughs> It may have may have been, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and she actually got credited in the. I mean, she was on screen for like what all of two minutes. Yeah, and got she credit, got, yeah, yeah it got like major credit. So, but yeah, that's as that's, as she's chock full of nuts, girl. As girl in chock full of nuts. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, girl in chock full of nuts. Yeah. No. Chock full of nuts. Oh, that's funny. All right. So who's got your purple hippo? Um, I'm giving it to uh, the Duke's right-hand man, um, the, the dude that looked like he stuck his finger in an electric socket uh, because he was he was tripping on something the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like he was just – he was a walking I, – I don't know. What would you uh, – yeah. Yeah, he was pretty freaky. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. he was definitely on something. I mean, good for him for being um a functioning um meth head. So mine is gonna go to Snake, uh just for the fact that he came down to the wire mm. on trying to get those explosives deactivated. Right, right. Yeah, that had to have been a head trip thinking that your head is actually going to blow off of your neck. You know, what I don't understand is why did the president stop the uh, rope? Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe he didn't want to shoot Snake because he wanted to shoot the Duke. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that didn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, why why mine, why mine um, a bridge? Just blow the fucker. Then you can't get across. Right. Then it's only swimming. Right. Yeah. All right, so uh, it's time. Great. It is time. time. Um, You need to pick a number Mm -hmm. between one Mm -hmm. and 150. Mm -hmm. Okay, I did. Okay. Tell me when to stop. Tell Uh, me when to stop. 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 All right. What's the number? Oh, you want to know the number? Yeah. The number is... 22. 22. Yeah, I figured, you know, 22 hours until he died. All right. So next episode, we will be discussing the film where a highly advanced robotic boy longs to become real 
so that he can artificial regain intelligence. the love I, of his human mother. AI. It is, 2000, it is 2001's AI artificial intelligence. All right. It's been a while since I've seen this film. I don't remember a I, ton I've about only, it. Yeah, I've only seen it once, but I, you know, it's strange that I, I you know, I can remember things like that. Yeah, it's got Haley Joel Osment. This is back mm-hmm. when he was like a cute kid. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, this was, uh, yeah. Uh, it's got Jude Law and Francis O'Connor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, William Hurt's in here, too. I, I remember this being a decent film. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's directed by Steven Spielberg, so, uh, yeah. you know. Shouldn't be too bad. It it made some decent money. Uh, you know, it's got a quick quick thing seventy five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So uh, yeah, it, it cool. should be all right. All right. Well, that's all we've got for this episode. Our intro and outro music is "Welcome Home" by Cambo. Podcrawl music is "Snacks Mix" by Bichette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Discord, on Twitter at status underscore podcast, or email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to smokinganddrinkinginspace.com forward slash Patreon, and make sure to visit Gunna Geek for more great shows at gunnageek.com. For this episode, I am Jason. You can call me Sadis. You are not Sadis. Call me Sadis. We'll talk to you next episode. The name's Rob. Because didn't he go back to Pliskin? <laughs> right. The name's Pliskin. The name's Pliskin. Pliskin.